Thanks, Black presents Fanboys. I'm black. Calvin, the sound effects guy over there from Police Academy. It's Garland. It ain't Michael Winslow. It is Garland. <laughs> I'm like I'm a broke sound effects. Like I got one battery, one good battery. <laughs> we we are back for another week, another Saturday morning to get your sports started off correctly. Well, I say My Saturday goodness. morning. You know, I'm, I get lazy, so you might not get this till Sunday morning or right. Saturday afternoon. I do my best, man. Don't I mean, tell them yeah. when we record, and we just yes. not gonna get it when we get it. I'm fucking around to be like, this is November 11th, and they be hearing it in December. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hey. what you what, what's up, Garland? How you doing? What's going on, everybody? Uh, yeah, the the pre show was pretty good. Good. We talking about how we dumbed out in the past <laughs> <laughs> on some stuff and. Fumble the bag. They were, they call it fumbling the bag now, but back in the day, we said you dumbed out. And so, yeah, how we dumbed out on some stuff, had opportunities to be like, dang, that was, oh, man, I dumbed out on that. Yeah, a lot of fellas know what we mean. We talk about dumbing out. So, yeah. Right, you are these supposed to bring it up. I say no names. I just said we don't. You, no you did say no names. I made it collective. We, we all been dumbed out. Everybody know what's up. We all been dumbed out. Hey, as you all know, we are live on YouTube right now. So if you're watching us, good morning. Um, if not, you can hear us on all the podcast platforms. And if you do have Spotify, you'll actually be able to see us. You get to see the if you just want to see some faces with the voices. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get to see us and put yeah. the voices to it and all. So, you know. Hey, man, yeah. we... Um, I told you, I was telling Garland, we went to a country bar last night. Oh, oh by the way... I, Good morning, Katina. We went to a country bar last night. And See, you, um, you put names out in the atmosphere. You <laughs> <laughs> real wrong. Hey man, we had a good time. We uh, you know what? Because I, I'm I'm gonna get better with this. We gotta start getting better with this. I'm not gonna give any names because we're not giving any spot, we're not getting any sponsorships, but we did mm -hmm. go to a country bar downtown. Um, it was a it was an artist uh presentation. I guess the artist was performing. I don't know what you call it, but um I, we were contacted by um a record rep of the artist and they invited my job to come. So we went down there last night and had a really good time. And I say that to say, hey man, don't don't move off any genres of music like You'd be surprised. This country bar was rocking, and there were black people in there too. Mm -hmm. it was rocking, and not not country looking black people, just you know, blackity black right. people. It was a good take time. Take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride, and that's the only that's the only country song we know. No oh, man, you know, um, you know Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Don't See, sleep Calvin, on that. Calvin going into his wife. You don't music know bag. Tennessee don't whiskey. Know if you hit, you'll know, you'll know, you'll know. Chris Thank Stapleton has actually been on um a couple of R and B shows because uh, his voice, yeah, heavy set guy with a big beard. But mm -hmm. you know Tennessee whiskey. That's but probably the as most a popular Baltimorean. I only know one country years. song. <laughs> as a Baltimorean, I only know one country song. Thank God I'm a country boy. <laughs> and that's because they played it at the Oriole game. That's that's that's, uh, that's, that's about it. Shout Some out Bob to the uh, I thought it was John Denver. Bob Denver John is Denver. Gilligan. I said Bob Denver. Yeah, yeah. Bob Denver is Gilligan. Denver. <laughs> oh, God, getting the names wrong. 
God damn what it. we got going on today. Bro, <laughs> we gonna talk a little bit about this. Uh, they finally went ahead and put something on your boy Harbaugh. So uh, we're gonna talk about that Jim Harbaugh, not John. Uh, we're gonna talk a little NFL. We're gonna talk some Belichick. Uh, little Man is back. I had talked about Little Man all season, so we can talk a little Little Man. Of course, we're gonna do our Ravens recap and give our top five teams and uh, our Piskins pickums. Uh, somebody finally had a good week. And somebody finally had a bad week. And so, you know, it happens that a squirrel can find a nut. That's that's what squirrels do. In, and the, so, wor- in the words of big underscore gat, <laughs> the cream will rise to the top. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes you get a little arrogant with your picks and stuff, you know, and sometimes hey. you. You feel yourself a little bit too much, as as the old folks say. You were smelling yourself, so uh, you know I was smelling myself a little bit for the last couple of weeks, and that smell has finally hit my nose. And, you weren't uh, even in the lead by that much. You were in the lead by like one. Yeah, but you know, you gonna make a difference. You, you win by one, you win by twenty. You win. This is true. So, this is true. That's that's what it is. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, Harbaugh, he's been banned from the sidelines. The Big Ten disciplines Michigan for the uh, in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation and will prohibit Coach Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season. Uh, And this has been confirmed by ESPN. Uh, Harbaugh will be allowed to coach during the week, according to uh, sources. But the uh, the 9-0 Wolverines are ranked third in the college football playoff and have three regular season games left. They play Michigan uh, this afternoon. They play Maryland after that. That's a, that's a win. You might as well put a W down for that. And then they Whoa, have their final. Leave my guy Loxley out of this. You know oh, what he... I mean? Leave my guy Loxley out of this. Locks. <laughs> Locks. Locks. Locks better pull off a miracle. Wow. And then they had their final home game uh, against Ohio State. And so my question is, you know, what happened to due process? And if Michigan wins out the regular season, and the BCF playoffs, uh, will this be a bigger embarrassment to the Big Ten or the NCAA? And so, first of all, you know, uh, he, this really hasn't had due process. I mean, to me, this is just opening up to a lawsuit, and I feel that way. And I, I think that it's just kind of they felt that pressure from other schools to do something. and. You know, to let him coach during the week, but not be on the sidelines of the games. So you could come, but you can't come in. I, what is this? What is this? How you, how you going to hate from outside the club? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. Nah, so so well, to to get to the first point where you were talking about um, lawsuit, I think what it is is Michigan basically admitted it. Like they 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 kind of blamed it. Well, everyone does it. So I don't, right. I think the due process kind of went out the door when they're kind of saying, yeah, we did it. And they, then the guy quit and all. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's a lawsuit coming, but I, I think they're pretty much admitting that they did it. Um, but I'm with you. Like what's so unlike basketball where the head coach has to make substitutions, drop plays, um, he's the guy that's doing all that. Unlike baseball, where the manager has to again substitutions and figure out the best pitching matchups and all. Mm-hmm. 
football, you have an offensive coordinator, you have a defensive coordinator. I think um, if for Michigan, the running backs coach, uh, Mike Hart, is going to take over the um, coaching uh, duties during the game. Um, but if he's able to coach during the week, now you're only preparing for the one game. If he's able to coach during the week, I, the game plan is kind of there. So I'm kind of with you. Like, what, what is that going to do? I think it's more, like you said, pressure from the Big Ten coaches that were like, you got to do something. Um, I guess we'll see today because they are playing Penn State um, today, mm -hmm. which is, and they're playing at Penn State, which is um, Penn State, I believe, is ranked number nine after their just total thrashing of Loxley and the Terps. Um, but well, I guess we'll see today if it does have any impact. Um, you would think that the kids would just rally around. Like this would be more motivation for them to win the game. So, and then it's only three games. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, it just, it seems yeah. odd. Um, but, but I'm also on the end where I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, it, to me, it's it's like well, one if Michigan's excuse was well, every everybody does it, you know, does you know how you used to do that? Your parent like you know mm -hmm. why'd you do it? Well, everybody's doing it. That doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. And so uh, if that's their defense, then okay, I understand. But really, this investigation that well, one I, well, let me step back. It just really shows that the NCAA. In the Big Ten, really don't have any power over what's going to happen with this. That the the Big Ten's decision is it's like uh it's like being lukewarm. It's like okay, uh, we'll do something, but we're not going to go all the way. If you're going to go ahead and discipline, discipline all the way. Ban him from coaching anything. Ban him not only from the games, but from functioning in that role during the week. Go all the way. And so this halfway, okay, well, you know. Uh, that admit maybe that says to me that they don't have enough evidence or this is like, well, yeah, maybe uh, Michigan has a valid point. Everybody's done it. Uh, maybe some other people have been caught and we just don't know about. It. I, I think that I had predicted last week. I didn't think anything was going to happen before the season's over. And um, I still don't think the NCAA is going to rule before the BCF playoffs. And I think it's just going to be a big embarrassment if Michigan runs the table and they win the championship. It's going to be kind of like when Brady won the Super Bowl that year where they were talking about the flake game. You know, that was this whole embarrassment of a coach. Okay, now he's going to get the Super Bowl trophy. He's got the Super Bowl MVP trophy, but you were, you suspended him because of this fake, the flake game. And, you know, I, I just think at the end, if Michigan runs the table, it's just going to look dumb. It's going to look yeah, up, I and mean, then people are going to say, well, y'all should have just suspended him the whole, you know, this is fake, exactly. and then you're going to have this whole thing with Houston, what happened with Houston, we're banging on the trash cans, and what happened with Belichick, when they were caught stealing signs, all those things, people are going to try to invalidate, or like when the Lakers won in the bubble, everybody's oh, going to try whoa, to invalidate. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. First of all, the bubble is the hardest championship to win. We've already agreed on that. No, it I, I, you, you agree, you just don't want no, to. No, we did not. <laughs> we did hey, not man. agree on that. But to the NCAA and to the Big Ten, just like Mob Deep say, Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Either either right. he did it and you gonna get him, or he did, or you not gonna get right. him. Like just, that's what I'm come saying. On, man. So, yeah, yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah, hey, you can't coach in the games, but you can still coach during the week. 
It yes. doesn't make any sense. So we might see him like that time Bobby Valentine, who was a former major league coach, got uh, <laughs> ejected on. from a game, and then he was in the uh, dugout with a fake mustache on and sunglasses. We might see that from Harbaugh. Oh, Trust my me, God. they're gonna have cameras on the sideline. They're gonna have a bolo <laughs> on John Harbaugh. People gonna be at the gate where the pitchers is looking because they're gonna have to sneak him in through a box and. <laughs> He going to have his AirPods in and he going to be sitting in the stand somewhere calling down right. the plays. Though. Right. Right. <laughs> For real. So we see what happens. But yeah, um, so I'm ruling because uh, people were asking for blood, but they didn't get blood. They just basically nicked him. They just scratched him. Speaking of that, you know what? Jim might be at the game tomorrow. Now that I think of it, he right up the street. He yeah. Right up uh, yeah. the street today. Oh, mm-hmm. he's... He's supposed to be up the street today. He might be in Baltimore mm-hmm. right now with his brother. Right. You know, they right. might be giving each other wet willies out down there in Fells Point somewhere <laughs> today. Right. You're a jerk. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen at the games in a long time. Dad. Remember Dad used to pop up. They was always interviewing Dad. I, I wonder if Dad's health is okay because I ain't seen Dad on any interviews in a long time. Well, you know, and uh, John has Jack been... Harbaugh. John has been... Um, coach for what 14 15 years now so yeah it might be something um with the health so might be something going on yeah so i wish wish jack harbaugh the best whatever's going on all right so let's transition to the nfl uh is belichick coaching for his job uh rumor has it that if the patriots lose sunday to the colts in germany that robert Kraft, the owner of the patriots is going to fire bill belichick Uh, the patriots are currently two and seven which is the worst in the afc and since Tom Brady's departure, the Patriots' overall record is 81 and 94. Uh, and they've only made uh, the playoffs once, and that was 2022 without Brady. And so, is Belichick still the greatest coach of this generation, or is it Brady that deserves the credit for the Patriots' past success? Now, far be it for me to defend anything Boston because I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm not a Bruins mm-hmm. fan. I'm not a Patriots fan. However, let's start with the <clears throat> the recent recency bias. Like, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of our generation. And it's really not even close. Um, True. So, it would be so unceremonious if you fire him for a game that's in another country anyway but if you fire him in the middle of the season he deserves to have a conversation with you at the end of the season and y'all decide whether it's going to go down as a firing or it's going to go down as a retirement or him moving on he deserves that like Kraft owes him that like are you kidding me that would be Sometimes I think these owners get a little too big for their britches. Like, let's let's be honest about it. Um, you drafted Mac Jones, <clears throat> or as my my guy Garland says, Mac mm-hmm, Jones, Maga Jones. And you thought Say his name right. You thought he was going to be the next Tom Brady. That's lightning in the bottle, sir. Everybody's not going to get a Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And then you're in a division that has the Dolphins, the Bills. And the Jets, who were supposed to be good this year, but you're looking at two teams in the Dolphins and Bills that have just surged in the past few years. The Dolphins, I mean, the uh, Bills being longer. Like, come on, you got to give Belichick a break here and let him walk away. Now, I'm not saying you keep him for next season because clearly it is a numbers-oriented game. So if he's not winning, he's going to have to go. 
but he deserves to at least finish the season. I agree. I, I mean, I think it would be crazy to uh, fire the greatest coach of this generation in the middle of the season. He's earned enough of that six Super Bowl titles. Uh, he's earned enough to uh, go out on his own terms. I think this for me, and I was uh, having a conversation with someone about this, about coaches also being the GMs. You know, um, one of the reasons why, um, oh my God, um, coach of the Giants, coach of the Cowboys, uh, Belichick came out oh, of history. Um, Parcells, Bill Parcells. Parcells, thank you. And one of the reasons why Bill Parcells left the Patriots because he said he wanted to pick the groceries as well as coach them. <laughs> and uh, they had a system. They had a GM. They had, you know, really a great system. And I think that's the system that built up the Patriots. They drafted great. They were able to identify players to really fit within the systems that they wanted to run. And Belichick did a great job of coaching them up. But as he's gotten more power as the GM as well, he hasn't done a good job of picking the groceries. And um, I think it's reflective. Um, Maga Jones, um, you can't really name a, that's his name, Calvin, Maga Jones. And you can't really name a impactful receiver that they've drafted. I mean, I guess the last one was Julian Edelman, really, maybe. Uh, they have not drafted great receivers. They have not drafted great running backs. Um, you know, they went out and signed great defensive players like Judon and a couple others. But when is the last time they've drafted and developed a really good player? They have not done that in several seasons. And it's starting to catch up with them. You know, uh, they don't have any impact players on that team like they had in their golden years, especially with Brady. And because you had uh, the greatest quarterback of this generation playing there, he really, uh, he turned chicken, he turned uh, chicken shit into chicken salad <laughs> in a lot of aspects, you know? Uh, yeah. He played with Moss, Welker and Edelman, and he had the greatest tight end in Gronk. I mean, I think maybe Gronk is probably the last player that they've drafted. That's been an impact player. I can't really think of anybody outside of Grunt. And so, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, they haven't done well in the draft. Yeah, they've spent some money in free agency, but those free agent picks haven't been uh, impactful. As a matter of fact, I was looking at an article in Deadspin just about this. They were talking about this, and they were talking about the players that um, the Patriots passed over to uh, draft other players like, uh, he could have had DK Metcalf. He could have had other players in the draft, but they took and killed uh, Harvey, uh, uh, Harry. And so they could have had, I'm looking at the article now, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaren, uh, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and even Deontay Johnson. But uh, instead of picking those, he picked uh, Nikhil Harry. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's really, they have not done well in the draft. They have not done well getting impact players in the show. Yeah, and, and, you know, the NFL is cyclical anyway, and it's finally catching up to the Patriots. Right. For over 20 years, the Patriots had that Tom Brady effect that just mm -hmm. masked everything. <clears throat> and, yeah. you, can, you know, I'll even bring that back to the Ravens, you know, because they always talk about the Ravens could have had this receiver, that receiver. During the years where the beginning of the seasons where Lamar was healthy, he masked all of that. You know, the team was mm -hmm. still 
top two in contention. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he went down, that's when it started being exposed, you know, that we don't have the receivers that can make the plays, that can impact the game. Um, But Tom Brady didn't have that, but he didn't need it. Now, of course, Randy Moss, and that was the year they they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they went undefeated undefeated. up until the Super Bowl. Um, You look at guys they've had that – think about some of the things that Belichick has done. Remember when he got rid of uh, Ty Law? Lawyer right. Malloy, and these were these were things where we were all like players in their prime. Yeah, what is he doing? He can't be doing this, and you know everybody thought he was crazy, but he knew exactly what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just the end of. I don't know if the teams are catching up to the Patriots now, or if the Patriots are falling back in the pack. But this is just the normal cycle of NFL teams, and they've been so good for so long that no one's feeling sorry for them. But right. You still can't fire this man in the middle of the sea. And you definitely can't fire him for a game in Germany. Like, good gracious. Right. What, you going to leave him out there? Right. Like, they going to leave him there eating some uh, snitsen fruit or something, drinking a pint. You see his ring camera video where he out walking with his shirt off? He, no. I don't even know if it's him, but they said it was him. And I just saw it quick. I was just like, what you doing, Yeah, Bill? Yeah, the Patriot way has really... It's died in some aspects, or it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's dying a rapid death. It's uh, time to move on. You know, we, move on we had that era. Now it's time to move on. Right. All right. Hey, man, Lil Man's back. One of my favorite players. It's official. Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will start on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, making uh, marking his return from a ACL injury that sidelined him for the past 11 months. So, Calvin, who's dumber? Little man for coming back to play for a team that's tanking or the Cardinals for making uh, or messing up their chances to draft Caleb Williams? So, wait, but are they really tanking? Because if they were tanking, Joshua Dobbs did not know that when he, Joshua Dobbs was out there playing his ass off. He right. was auditioning for the Vikings <laughs> and the Vikings picked him up and he went out there and did work his yeah. first game, his first <laughs> Five days with the Vikings. He, he out was out there balling, work. but the rest of the team wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was I out don't, there balling, but the rest of the team was like, "What are we?" You doing? know, I don't know if him coming back is going to make a difference um, in their in their records or anything. You know, he still got to adjust to it. He has only thing he has is Marlon Brown. Um, so we don't know what it's going to do, but I don't, you know, I don't see him as being dumb at all. And I don't see them as being dumb. They paid him a lot of money. You got to mm-hmm. put him on the field and for his sake, you know, he could be auditioning for his next team. You know, you just, you just never know. So he needs to come back, get his feet wet again. You never know what's going to happen in the off season. Um, you know, he may wind up with the Steelers cause the Steelers, uh, I don't care what they say about Kenny Pickett. Can you imagine the Steelers and Mike Tomlin? Oh my God, I would hate I would hate uh him with uh Mike Tomlin. I would hate him. So mm-hmm. but um no, I don't think either one of them's stupid. You know, you, you paying him, you can't let him sit on the bench if he's healthy, and he's a player that needs to play. Like he needs to get out there and run around, you know, audition for his next team if they're not planning on keeping him. Or, you know, they may even they may not be auditioning for a quarterback. You know, they you got uh Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. They may be looking at him, you know, you get the last pick and you pick up a receiver like that. We'll see. We'll see. I I and you said Marlon Marquise. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, whatever. Marquise. Okay, well. <laughs> so don't talk bad about the I did say Marlon. I got <laughs> two homeboys' names. 
I got two homeboys named Hollywood Brown. One lives in New York and one lives in Baltimore. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I, to me, I would just keep on tanking. I, with Colin Murray coming back is going to get you probably maybe three wins for the rest of the season, and that might really shift the equation of you getting the number one pick to get a a a very, very, very good quarterback, a guy that probably might do very well at the professional level. I know it's a crapshoot, but, you know, he's been killing the college. He, you know, he's coming out of a Lincoln-Riley system, just like Kyler Murray came out of Lincoln-Riley system when he was at Oklahoma. And so, yeah, this guy, you know, probably may do well at the next level. And I was looking at a graphic on the Thursday night game right now. If they drafted today, I think the Cardinals would have number one. And then the Bears would have the next two picks. They have uh, the Carolina pick, number one pick. And so beating Carolina helped boost that up. And then they would have their own pick in that top five. I mean, to me, I know the Bears are very happy to hear that Kyler Murray's coming back because it gives them the opportunity possibly to have the top two picks. And so uh, that's good for them. But, you know, if I was Kyler Murray, I guess this is your audition for your next team. And so he's going to get out there and he's going to ball. He's a hard guy to bring down. He was very uh, avoidable. You know, he had a great arm. It was just that the rest of that team was horrible. And, you know, they just couldn't pull it out. They start off strong and then they ended up, you know, really limping through the rest of the season. So I think he's going to, he's going to win them some games. He's going to pull off some stuff and, you know, they're going to be in contention in a lot of these latter games that they're going up against and so yeah this is a a chance for him to audition for next season are you certain that they getting rid of Kyler Murray see I I don't I don't necessarily think they're trying to get rid of Kyler Murray to me they've done it before I don't think they're going to draft Caleb the year I think so because all right remember this that year before they drafted Kyler Murray they had drafted the quarterback Rosen out of UCLA he was a top 10 pick and he was the heir apparent. The next season, they lost all those games. They had the number one pick. What did they do? They went out and they drafted Kyler Murray number one because you just can't go past the best player on the board. And before you yeah, know, Josh just... Rosen is he somewhere? He's in the XFL, but that's what I'm saying. Kyler Murray is actually good. Josh Rosen wasn't good. Like, yeah, but they but they drafted good. him. Yeah, but they drafted him in the top ten. You just don't, you know, you draft your top ten one year, and then the next no, year comes no. up, and you go back and you and you take uh, the number one pick as a quarterback. You had drafted your heir apparent, your franchise quarterback, the year before. And yeah, so, I don't, I don't for me, know, they've man. seen enough of Kyler Murray. They know who he is. They know how he prepares. They know what they can do with him. Maybe they might make that decision. It might be time to go ahead and move on. And we can play and build up a team on a rookie contract versus what we're paying uh, Kyler. Because you know Kyler is uh, being paid at least in the top five of quarterbacks. Now, that's the only reason I would think they would want to move on is because of the rookie contract. They can get a rookie on a rookie contract. But I just don't. I don't know, man. Um, same mm-hmm. thing with the Bears. You know, I uh, moving on from Justin Fields. I don't know. Like the games that Justin Fields has played recently, he's been playing well. I, I just, I don't know, man. But of course, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not the GM, and you know, a whole lot plays into that. 
But yeah, I I, know. you know, a lot of times I think it's about you got to realize that they one coach in Chicago, he's fighting for his life. If they he is fighting, for his life. yeah, he's fighting for his <laughs> life for his job. He's had two years in here, and if they can't pull it off, you know, I don't think he's going to get another. And then you have a head new head coach in Arizona. Sometimes they want their people. Well, that's true too. I, I think yeah. for the, what we want to do, because Kyler was uh, what's his name's guy. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right about that. Uh, Kingsbury guy. Yeah, and so guy. Yeah, yeah, and so hey, I I want to have a chance, just like you know when new GMs come in and they want their own coach. Yeah, the other guy might have done well, like that happened uh, with the Raiders with Passaccia. Uh when they hired a new M, uh, GM. <laughs> they decided, despite the fact that you made the playoffs with this team. Uh, they hired a new GM. The new GM brought in McDaniels because he wanted his guy. And so uh, same thing happened in Detroit when they hired the, uh, one of the GMs from the Patriots tree. What did he do? He fired uh, the, the coach who had a win- winning record, and he brought in uh, Patricia. And so, you know, it's it's not too far-fetched that, you know, maybe uh, the head coach Gannon wants – a player like uh, Caleb Williams. He thinks Caleb Williams is a better fit for what they want to do offensively. Okay. So, I could, we, I could, yeah, you can go I with can, that. I can. I still don't see it, but we'll see. <laughs> I just. Or they it's only because mm-hmm. it's it's only because I think both quarterbacks are really good. I think both quarterbacks are franchise changing quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. especially in the case of Arizona, you know the guy is good. Like. Why are you going to start over again and try to develop another quarterback when you have one? And yeah, he might be making a lot of money right now, but in the grand scheme of things, by the time you have to pay this new rookie quarterback, you're going to get Kyler won't be making that much money because you know these contracts will keep going up. True. So I think I it's all scheme. I think it's all scheme. It is is not necessarily. Oh wow, this guy has been good. I think it's what we want to do, and does this person fit what we want to do? Uh, these guys think they're smart, Calvin. These but coaches, they, do, they, they do think, think they're smart, they and they're... you know they're the smartest guy in the room. And I, this is the guy. If I get this person, I can win with this person. And looking at that, you, John, thinking y'all yeah. the smartest people in the room. Looking smartest at you, people in the room. John. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, you know uh, McDaniel's. That's why they drafted Tebow. Uh, the year before, they had won with um, uh, Cutler, made the playoffs. He came in there, had beef with Cutler. He said he could turn anyone into a winning quarterback, and that's why they went out and drafted Tim Tebow. And two seasons, in two seasons, he was gone. So, you, come on, man. He had a playoff winning quarterback on his team who was good in his prime, and he said, no, I don't want him. I want Tim Tebow. If anyone still <laughs> thinks that Josh McDaniels is a good coach, Come on, bro, like, just... they do it all the time. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. So that's why I'm saying, yeah, if they have the number one pick, they're going to take Caleb Williams. Okay. All I right. can. I hear you. Do you hear me? All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll and see. I'm not we'll saying see. you're wrong. I just in my in my thought process, I'm just like, why? Why would you do that? Like. Just, you got him smartest, locked in. You got him locked in. You know he's the he can smartest play. guys in the room. Yeah, you know. They're the smartest guys in the room. And if they trade Kayla, I mean if they trade Kyle Murray, uh, you know, maybe they can get some assets from it. Maybe it gives them uh, cap relief. I don't know. But 
I would not be surprised if it happened. All right, let's talk a little Ravens. They clipped the uh, Sea Chickens' wings at home last week. The Ravens dominated the Seattle Seahawks 37-3. Gus Edwards scored two rushing TDs, and the offense unleashed a new weapon. Keaton Mitchell, who ran for 138 yards and one touchdown. OBJ added his first touchdown since the Super Bowl two seasons ago as the Ravens routed a first-place team for the second time in three weeks. Uh, the 5-3 and three Seahawks managed only six first downs and were outgained 515 yards to 151. And so um, it was just total, total domination. Uh, Lamar, he didn't have a big passing game, but he didn't throw any interceptions. Um, and they were just beating him so bad. Lamar was just chilling in the fourth quarter. He over there laughing, joking, talking about he want to play defense. They need to send him out there on some blitzes for a couple plays, looking in the stands and uh, getting somebody made him a rug. And, you know, they're going to get the rug at the game. He just having a good old, this reminds me of the uh, the Trust Ravens uh, back in 2019 when they were just running through teams and, they were off on the fourth quarter, just chilling, laughing, drinking Gatorade. And so what were your thoughts about the game? Calvin's at the game. He's a season ticket holder, y'all, you know, on the club level. And so, uh, you know, uh, in between you noshing on some, you know, uh, chips and some uh, burgers and drinking your favorite uh, IPA, uh, what were your thoughts of the game? First of all, I don't know why Garland acted like that because Garland was at the game last week too. Pictures in the stands on the lower left. I think Garland was the one that made and gave the carpet to Lamar. Like, don't, 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 Lamar. Don't act like it. I don't even know why Garland acted like he was not at the game. Usually Garland will text the group and be like, yeah, this is going on at the game. I was like, Garland ain't say nothing. Then later on, I see the pictures of him at the game with, with his, with his game. Blouses. Where's Dave Chappelle <laughs> Prince? Don't act like that. <laughs> Game. I tell blouses. you, boy. Yeah, I tell you, boy. You you can't trust these dudes out here. They say what they and still do the same thing. You know, sitting <laughs> above the common man in his uh, club level. You know, they they scan. They take a drop of your blood to get in the the club level where Calvin said. You have to to scan your DNA. You know, an eye scan. Calvin open, Katina open their eyes real big when they go up there, y'all. They be like... And it comes up on the screen. Calvin Coates, Katina Coates, you may enter. So wrong. He has to take off his glasses, y'all, put his eye right right next to the eye scanner. Like so wrong, y'all. Like he ain't get smart. You're so raw. Since I'm doing sound effects, I'm doing sound effects. You're so raw. Hey, man. But it was total domination. Um, Unlike the game against Detroit, the Ravens didn't start off as strong. Um, The offense, that is. I think they went three and out. No, they did get one first down, um, and then they got off the field. So, you know, you're kind of looking like, all right, y'all going to have to get it together. Um, But. All of a sudden, man. I mean, first of all, the defense is lights out. Let's just start with that. Um, Because you're talking about guys like Geno Stone, who got a sixth interception. I think Marcus Williams is coming back today, but I mean, tomorrow, uh, but mm -hmm. Geno Stone has been holding it down. Mm -hmm. Um, You got Justin Matabike, who is still sacking the quarterback. You got Michael Pierce, who's just a 
plug in there. Of course, Roquan and Patrick Queen. Mm -hmm. There was a play that um, from where I was sitting, that line opened up and Patrick Queen stunned and came at Gino. And even we were in the stands like, get down, Gino. Like, don't even. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, yes. I I mean, it was just, I I mean, the the Ravens Uh are Kyle Hamilton still doing this thing. Brandon Stevens, like I've said, and he did get his interception in um with uh Cardinals, but Brandon Stevens is always there. He just didn't mm-hmm. have the ball skills. But Brandon Stevens, I mean, these guys are just playing lights out. Now you got Keith Mitchell running all around. Granted, he's not gonna perform like that, but we've been waiting for him because mm-hmm. that speed factor he has clearly they let Gus wear them down. They let Gus wear him down and wear him down. And Gus and um, what's my guy's name who's on the cutting block now? Uh, uh, Justice Hill. J- yeah, Justice wear him down. And all of a sudden, they unleashed Keaton Mitchell on him. And it was like, you could see the Seahawks like, what the? Because f- he was just so fast. He was hitting mm-hmm. them holes, man. But you know who else showed up? And I was so happy he finally showed up. Isaiah Likely. Isaiah likely was out yeah. there looking like a number one tight end. I mean, then of course you got Mark Andrews, who is the number one tight end. Now, the only problem I had with my Ravens, and I understand after it happened, was why are you letting Tyler Huntley throw the ball, who almost threw a pick six? Almost threw a pick six. It wouldn't have mattered in the grand scheme of things, but he almost threw a pick six. That's but new I see. E. You you wanted him that you wanted Odell to get a touchdown because we mm-hmm. were just like, what are you all doing? Run the ball, run the clock down. Um, but that was my only issue with the game. But they they played nearly a flawless game. We still have these. So Ronnie Stanley, we, we got to have a conversation about Ronnie Stanley. Um, that guy made getting, a good. That guy made a good two rushes after that. He, he didn't hear he nothing did. from him for the rest. He of did. The um, and you know wh- when the when the play happened. I um, mean, we're talking about where they the fumble um, mm-hmm. on Lamar, where Lamar dropped back and got the fumble. When the play happened, we watched the back run out into the uh, flat, and I was just like, "Oh, wait a minute! I don't like when they got an empty backfield because I always think." that we need a running back to chip for Lamar. I always mm-hmm. think that. And, of course, it happened right then and there. But, you know, you you watch Ronnie Stanley sometimes, and he is getting pushed back. Now, tomorrow he's going to go up against arguably the NFL tough matchup defensive MVP, um, Miles Garrett. And, you know, it, it, it concerns you a little. I'm sure the Ravens will scheme their offensive line for it. I don't think Morgan Moses is back, but I th- I'm sure the Ravens will do something to scheme for it. But, yeah, man, um, Ronnie Stanley, you, it, just a little concerned about him. Um, hopefully he will hold up. And um, there's somebody else. And, and the Justice Hill, Lamar, that, that fumble, just stop running the yeah. play. Just stop just stop it because they can't it, it's something going on with Hill and Lamar where they're both I guess Lamar is pulling it back and Justice is like, give me the ball, and they just I don't know what's going on. They just gotta stop running it with Justice Hill. So those are the only two things that concern me because we keep putting the ball on the field every game, at least once or twice, there's a fumble. Um especially in a game where Lamar's not throwing many interceptions. There weren't many penalties called against the Ravens, um, especially the offensive line. But other than that, total, 
total, total domination. Total domination. Now we get national attention, and I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, don't, don't talk about us. I don't like it. I don't, don't like don't, it. Don't talk about <laughs> us. But uh, I agree with you. I think let's, Lamar and the ball security definitely concerns me a lot. I think they showed a graphic. He's lost. He's fumbled nine times, most by any quarterback in the league, and he's lost five of them. Um, I think the strip sack, uh, the fumble on the past uh, with the end got around uh, Stanley, that was all in Stanley. Uh, I, I don't think that really was Lamar. But, yes, that uh, mesh handoff where, you know, he's reading the defensive end with Justice Hill, uh, that has been a source of a lot of fumbling. And, you know, they definitely need to tighten up on that. I, I don't know what needs to be done. Uh, but, you know, they have to do better with that, the ball security. But, you know, a, a lot of people wanted to pick on, well, you know, Lamar, he he only had 100-plus yards passing, but I think he completed 21 of 26. But uh, I love this because the Ravens took advantage of the Seahawks' weakness. The Seahawks' defense was very weak against the run. I think they're in the bottom quarter in the league against the run. And so you can't come out there and throw it 40-plus times against a team that plays uh, cover three and really concedes the run a lot. They're more concerned about stopping the pass. You take advantage of what the defense gives you. And they ran it down their throats. And you saw what happened. You know, uh, Keaton Mitchell has a big day. Justice Hill has some good runs. You bring Gus in to, uh, to close it up. And it's an outstanding thing. I know as a fantasy owner, I was a little upset because I had to start Geno Smith because um, the quarterback for the Rams was a late-game scratch, uh, Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford was a late-game uh, scratch, so I had to go ahead. And I wasn't going to start uh, Geno against the Ravens, and I had to, and I think Geno only got me two points. And so oh, that's gosh. how much, yeah, outside of the pass to DK, he didn't do anything. And so um, – it was just a masterful job. I, you know, they play well against top competition, and they have another uh, game coming up again against a team with a winning record at home. And then following that, if they win this game Sunday, then you have the Thursday night. Uh, really, that's going to come down for the division. And so you win these next two games, the division's yours. And so they're, they're, these games mean a lot, and we're going to see, as I say, if the cream rises to the top. And so I just thought it was just an overall great performance i love going into the third quarter without any worries it's like okay exactly. I, I, I gotta watch the game like this like i'm playing playstation like okay all right we playing and i lean up no i was sitting back i was on my phone i was flipping channels yeah i want the game to be over i got a little nervous when lamar got up a little gimpy off of that sneak and he was like testing out the leg and i was like oh god oh god and he came out and they played him one or two more series, and then they got his bum buns out of there. Thank you. And uh, go ahead, let let Snoop eat. Let Snoop eat. I'm glad that OBJ finally got a touchdown, so we can stop talking about this and stop forcing the ball to him. Now right. we can uh, yeah. just relax. Now we can just yeah. He had that big fumble right before half, and it was good that they came back <sighs> and they got the ball right back. Uh, I'm sure he was thanking God for Van Noy on that strip sack because you know it did look a little bad. Him oh, trying to get those extra Lord. yards. How can, we, can we talk about how he was on the streets on the street. for the first few weeks of the season? Like Kyle Van Noy is just the Ravens are leading the league in sacks 
What was yeah. our biggest thing? Two of our biggest things going into the season the was sacks and receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, how was they oh going to get to the quarterback? How was they going to? Oh and goodness. I have to give Oway some credit. I'm seeing Oway back there consistently. I see him with moves. They showing spin moves. They showing him with the hand, biting off the hands and everything. Didn't see that in the first couple of years. Uh, you know, them hiring uh, Smith uh, to uh, come in there and coach the ends and the outside mm-hmm. backers, mm-hmm. Uh, giving them some of those moves. They have helped. And, yeah, yeah, so you're seeing the uh, result of that clown. He's played very well. And so, yeah, just as a Yeah, unit, man. Just J- as a Davian Clowney and staying healthy. Staying like, healthy. Yeah, because just... <laughs> he was always out in Cleveland. Always. He was always out in Seattle. He was always out in Houston. Always, always. And always and out. another, you know, you mentioned this, and you know, Cordell Woodland talked about this before the game on the um Seattle's defense, their zone defense. Um, he said, you know, a lot of times in that zone defense, those seams will be available for the tight end. And I think that's why Isaiah likely was able to eat like he was because they were running that double tight end set. They mm-hmm. were even throwing the boy, uh, what's his name? Cola. I think that's yeah, it. Charlie uh, Cola. They were even throwing him in there. I don't think he caught any passes, but I saw him mm-hmm. on the field a few times. But yeah, man, the so whatever you want to say about Todd Monken, because, you know, we, we were happy that he came, but a lot of the national pundits were like, you know, Todd really wasn't that good when he was in the NFL. And, you know, you're just giving him based on what he did in college. It's a different game. Todd is actually getting the most out of what he has Um, with the exception of one person. They really need to go after Bateman because let me tell you something. If you're watching him now, it looks like he is fully healthy. He made a play. Uh, the ball was just thrown. Lamar just made an errant pass, but Bateman stretched out and snagged that ball down. Um, Bateman in Arizona took the ball. That was a clear interception. Mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman is getting this thing done. They tried to go deep with him a couple times, and it looked like either Lamar overthrew it or Bateman wasn't throwing his full speed out there, but he was open. He was wide open both times. Um, and Lamar missed him. So they got to yeah. get the ball to Bateman. This has got to be. Rashad is. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tough for teams because really for the last three years, the main receiver has been Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. If, if it ain't going know. to Mark Andrews, now you don't really know. I mean, they are spreading the ball. It's it's Flowers. It's, it's Aguilar. It's Bateman. It's OBJ. He's throwing to the backs. He's throwing to both tight ends. And so now. And really, how do you, Zay, how what, do you what stop? Did Zay, Zay got one one catch last yeah. week. So they probably keyed in on him, knowing that he gets most of the passes from Lamar. Lamar mm-hmm. was like, "Oh no, not today, not right. today." Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and yeah. see, listen, Seattle is a good defense. Don't let anyone tell you good otherwise. Defense. Seattle is a very good defense. Good defense, but they just. When you have so many options, when you have Lamar playing the way he's playing, and they not only are they keeping teams on their toes, they're keeping fans on their toes. Because we yeah. always knew what was coming next. Are they going to run here? Mm-hmm. Jet sweep here? Jet sweep Where's here. Mark Andrews here? Right. No. They, they just put DuVernay in. Know what's coming. Everybody, wherever Pat Ricard is going, that's where the ball is going. Not this year. Not. 
this year. That's not <laughs> happening this year. I'm so, laughing because whenever we saw Demon Day on the field, we all knew here come that just sweet. Just sweet coming. Demon Day in, mer- in motion. Just sweet. We hate you, Greg Roman. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, let's go ahead. Let's talk about our, our, our top five teams and all as we've been doing for uh, this our second week going into it. And so I'll start off last week. We started. I'll start off number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as much as I like to, to want to hate on the Bengals, some boys are good. The boys are real good. Uh, I watched Sunday night game and, uh, Beryl is healthy. He's, he's moving well. They got great receivers, although T Higgins won't be playing this week. Um, the running back is good and mixing. The defense is starting to play good. Like they've been playing good the last couple seasons. So, you know, them starting off one and three or whatever, it doesn't make a difference because once they get rolling, for the last three seasons, they've always started off with losing records in. Then they end up in the mix, and they're going to end up in the mix this year. They have an offense you really have to uh, pay attention to. Number four, I still got the Jaguars there. Uh, I think they got a big test coming up Sunday. The Niners are in town. I think uh, the shine is off of Brock Purdy. Hopefully everybody has let go to teat and um, realized, yes, yeah, he's a, yes, he made it in the league and he was proficient in college. But when you ain't got the weapons for the system, you struggle. And this is a signature game for the Jaguars to really cement themselves as a real contender. And so they, t- they have them at home. We'll see what happens, but I still have them as number four. Number three. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they're not as powerful as they've been in the past offensively. They won a uh, close game out in Germany last week, but uh, the defense is playing lights out. They shut down a high-powered team. I keep on saying that the Dolphins are for Daisy to me. When the Dolphins travels, defense travels, and it definitely had their passport last week. They were in (laughs) Germany. Uh, They played very well defensively because really they scored. Uh, their touchdowns in the first half, they didn't score any touchdowns in the second. It was defense that scored on a touchdown and pretty much shut the Dolphins down. Tyreek said he was going to put some points on them, was going to put some yardage on them. They held him in check. Uh, they held Tua in check. Great game. Number two, Philly Eagles, the Eagles. Um, the Eagles, they, they, they pulled it out last week against a, a very good Cowboys team. It really came down to a last play with Dak. They wasn't able to get it in. But uh, they did what they needed to do to win. The offensive line is solid. The defense is solid. They made plays at the end. The Eagles are still 8-1, and one, the best record in the league. They're class of the league. And number one, my Baltimore Ravens. I'm sorry, baby. After last week, mm-mm. They, it, mm, mm, mm. they just putting it together, man. The defense, it's, the defense is just, oh, my God. And you know what? The defense plays so well, we just disrespecting the offense. We want to try to belittle the offense. Like, oh, you know, but, yo, they've been scoring 30 points yes. the last several games. <laughs> they put up 30-plus the last several games, and we we mad at the offense. How they forcing it to OBJ. Yo, they putting up 30-plus. <laughs> and we mad. <laughs> so I don't know what we want, but, yeah, Ravens. Ravens, they're good on both sides of the ball. So number one for me, Ravens. Your top five. 
Hey, man, let me find out you finally came around to the Ravens being number one because you had the Eagles last week. You had the Eagles I did, last week. I you did, had the Eagles. yeah. Um, Ravens are putting it together. You know, our top five, just like last week, our top five is pretty much the same with the exception of one team um, mm-hmm. that I have outside of it and you have inside of it. Um, let me start at number five. I, I'm, I'm with you. I did not want to do it, I, but I, I can't deny what what they've been doing um the Cincinnati Bengals are my number five team they are really looking good now their true test is going to be uh tomorrow with the hurt Jamar Chase and T Higgins out um are they going to lean on mixing with like what are they going to do they're playing a hot Houston team who's coming off of a bye so We'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Stroud, big there. game last week. Yeah, man. I, I said coming off a of coming off of a big game. That's what. Game last week. Um, but yeah, uh, number four for me, who's they jumped up one spot, are the Kansas City Chiefs because of that defense. Um, they really went out mm-hmm. and handled their business. Um, it, uh, albeit Germany, albeit I think defense travels and offense doesn't. They got a. They didn't get a pick six. They got a strip six. Off right. of Tyreek Hill, who said he was going to do all this, do his thing. Mm-hmm. What he did was put that ball on the carpet, and they ran that joint back for six points. Number three for me is my team that I still have in there, and you still don't have in there, are the Dallas Cowboys. They literally could have and should have won that game against the Eagles last They played week. very well. Um, that, I don't want to yes. hear any Dak slander. They, they, well. they should have and could have won that game. Um, number two for me is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Goes without saying. I think you said everything about them. And number one, again, for me, at my Baltimore Ravens. Now, let me give you, we talked about the defense and the offense. Let's talk about the punter who is starting. Last year, he was awful. But he's starting yeah, to pin these out. boys mm-hmm. inside of the 10-yard line. Special teams isn't where it should be. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we've we've seen that this year that they not they're not the special teams of the past, but they're not doing too bad. Um nope. and the punter is is really giving changing the field position in a lot of these games when they're pinned back in, on their um own, own side. So that's my five. I don't have the Jaguars in there still. I'm still not quite a believer, but right. I'm with you right. that, you know, they have a chance to prove something this week. I'm still you might not believe quite after believer. Sunday. You might believe after Sunday. We see what they're, they do. They're right outside of the top five for me. The the nose dive for me were the Dolphins because they just did not have a good showing against the Chiefs. Although their defense didn't play too bad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the Chiefs points were really the uh the pick the strip six and then they got you know another touchdown in there but i i i still had to give them a nose dive because it's it's starting to hold true i didn't want to believe it but the dolphins can't seem to beat anybody with a good record so no we'll see they can't and you know you're playing a team that really the chiefs are one-dimensional they don't have any running game right that you have to well respect. they do isaiah pacheco you ain't got respect you right you don't now have to respect <laughs> He's not going to run for 275 on you, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go to our pigskin pickums, And, I, y'all, this guy. I need you to go over it. I need you to go over it. I need y'all he, to listen to this. I need you to go over it. He, he's up by one right now, y'all. He's up by one. Right I mean, now. you know, you know, but you did get uh, – who'd you get last week? Somebody I, we texted about you got last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did call the Commanders game uh, yeah, last did. week. It wasn't really – that was my upset special one, really upset. But – 
Calvin was right on the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Saints, the Texans over the Bucks. That was a, a big call right there. I, I tried to tell you. Uh, the Colts, Raiders, Eagles, Bengals. Of course, we both had the Ravens. Uh, I, I was wrong on the Steelers game. I had Titans. We both had Falcons over the uh, Vikings, which we washed on. Uh, Josh Dobbs comes in after three days not knowing any plays. Exactly. And, and that was the back. main reason we both picked the Falcons, because you got right. a new quarterback. You got a new yeah. quarterback, yeah. Um, we both washed out on the Rams, uh, Packers. Uh, I did call the Commanders over the Patriots, and I thought the Bucks would beat the Texans. And they actually were ahead. They just can't play any defense and. CJ Stroud throws for 450 plus and four touchdowns. So. We would have had the Rams, but like you said, Stafford, we didn't know Stafford yeah. was going to be a, a late scratch. Be, yeah, late scratch. Because I wouldn't so. have picked the Rams had I known that. I'd right. have went to the Packers. Had I known that as well. And so, yeah, what was and, the Monday uh, night game? The, yeah, you called the Chargers over the Jets. I t- I t- hey, I mean, the Jets <laughs> four and three. We talking about the Chargers now. <laughs> Brandon Staley is awful. Like, uh, yeah, just yeah, he's awful. So <laughs> Calvin was correct on eleven of the picks last week, and I was <sighs> only on the nine, and so he's ahead <sighs> by one, y'all. You know. <sighs> yeah. So, 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 what you saying in... about being on the top, looking down? Let me see what you doing down there, Garland. What, what you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm running a benevolent society, y'all. I gotta let him be on the top for at least one time. Uh, pause and so uh yeah so i gotta let him be in the lead for a little bit <laughs> yeah and so we both picked the bears to start off week 10 uh the win and they did barely uh <laughs> the panthers are so bad they didn't even score an offensive touchdown their touchdown came on a punt return and so the panthers the bears, are so bad that you know the fans are going to protest the uh team this tomorrow they're going to protest at really? the stadium yes oh my goodness the fans gonna... is nesta apparicio down there or something leading a protest you know but they don't even play tomorrow to they protest. just played thursday like who are you protesting oh, so to <laughs> They are literally and calling for a protest. It's nobody going to be there but y'all. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. What's y'all going do on, that. Caroline? All right. So let's go ahead. Uh, Colts, they play the Patriots in Germany. I think this is the last Europe game of the season. Yeah. The, uh, Germany. I, I would I would pick. <laughs> <laughs> I would pick Germany over both of these teams. Um I'll I'll go with Indianapolis because they have the hotter team. Um, but yeah, I mean Patriots have probably the better defense, but they they even got some injuries on their defense. Their uh cornerback, the number one cornerback, I know is out for the season. Um, right. Yeah, I'll still take Gardner Minshew and the boys. I'm taking the Colts as well. Good pick. Uh, Texans. Uh, they go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. This is going to be a good game. I mean, the Texans they're okay. Defensively, they have not been as sharp as they were a little earlier in the season. But offensively, they're flowing. Uh, Bengals, they're hot. Uh, but no T. Higgins uh, tomorrow. And Chase, he's questionable. And so, uh, who are you taking? Yeah, man. This is this is a tough one. Um, a tough one. 
I want this to be my upset special. If it were in Houston, I would definitely make it my upset special. Oh, you know what? Like, I'm going with the Texans two weeks in a row. Give, 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 give me right, the Jamie Sharpers. All right. And, uh, over oh, the Jamie Sharpie with, <laughs> with him. Oh you know, they, they got him on the expansion draft. Right. I yeah, I remember like that. that. I, I did not that. like that. I was mad when that happened. <laughs> but give me the Jamie Sharpers. And just oh. like every other linebacker that played with Ray Lewis and went to another team, never heard from them again. <laughs> Ed Hartwell didn't do too bad. Ed Hartwell did okay he in Minnesota. He went to the Falcons. His wife was more famous than him. No, he went to the Falcons after Minnesota. Maybe I'm thinking about somebody else. Oh, he, you think about somebody else. No, he went to the Falcons okay. when he left the Ravens and Lisa Wu is uh, more famous than uh, Lisa Wu Hartwell. <laughs> it was more famous than her husband in Atlanta. Uh, the Saints, they go to uh, Minneapolis to play, Minneapolis, excuse me, I said Minneapolis. Minneapolis to play the Vikings, uh, the hometown of Prince. Uh, who are you taking? Yeah, man. Um, oh, another just and Josh horrible Dodds game. Pull it off again. He got a whole week now. Another horrible game to pick. Um, yeah, this is a terrible game. But the Vikings don't have a decent defense, and the Saints do. So give me New Orleans. Yeah, I, I, that that week that win last week was really total fluky. I, I you know I don't know if they can do that two weeks in a row. Uh, Packers they go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. I know you don't like the Steelers. You always struggle with the Steelers. I picked, picks. I picked them last week, though. I picked them mm-hmm. last week. That home field advantage is big for them, and Mike Tomlin yeah. is big for them. Um, I'm a, get, oh, I really want to pick your heart? the Packers. Oh, I really want to pick them. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. Come on now. Give me the Packers in an upset. All right, you give got two the, upset specials on give you. Give me, give me right. the Brett Fox. Right, I y'all. will take. Right. I like this because it's gonna let me get back in this. And so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Steelers at home. <laughs> yeah, just keep on going, man. You're getting a little cocky. I like this. All right, uh, the Titans they go down to Tampa to play the Bucks. Um, you uh, know, you got Will a new Levis, starting quarterback Will Levis. Will Levis is Iowa, the real uh, deal, man. He he mm-hmm. might be the well not for the NFL. He might be the real deal for the Titans. Um, but give me the Bucks. I'll take Bucks. All right, I'm taking the Bucks as well at home. Uh, the Niners, like we talked get, about don't earlier. Don't get conservative on me now because you lose it. <laughs> I'm going back to my uh, correct picking strategy. Don't get conservative because <laughs> you lose. Scared money don't make no money. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, the Niners, uh, they go down to uh, Duvall to play the uh, Jaguars. Uh, like we've been talking about, this is one of these um, key games. Um, Debo, is, Debo is back. Um, Debo is back. I think Purdy is going to be back to, you know, he have all his weapons. Only thing they don't know if they're going to have uh, Trent Williams back yet. But right. I'm going to take the Niners. The Niners cannot lose four in a row. Like, they just... They absolutely can't mm-hmm. do it. They'll be in a uh, world of trouble. Give me the I like that. Hey, uh, this will be my upset special. I'm going to take the Jags. Are the Jags uh, not favored? Is this an upset? 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of the pundits are taking the Niners because, okay. you know, they're saying that, you know, the, uh, Debo's coming back. They're getting their weapons back. Uh, the Jaguars people just don't want to believe right now because, you know, they have really have not. I mean, outside of the Steelers, I don't think they've beaten a whole bunch of teams with winning records. And so uh, I, I like this uh, down in Jacksonville. So I'm going to take the Niners. I mean, excuse okay. me, I'm going to take the Jaguars. <clears throat> Falcons, uh, they're in Arizona with Little Man. To take on the Cardinals. <sighs> the Falcons coach is so bad. You just never he, he don't use his weapons. Like, he's, oh he's horrible. Gosh. Um I think Kyle is gonna put on the show. Give me the Cardinals. Mr. Cardinals? I'm gonna take the Falcons. I just the, the Cardinals are horrible. Um Lions, they go to LA to play the Chargers. Lions coming off a bye. Brandon Staley, you just you should win this game, but you're not. Give me uh the Barry Sanders. I'll take the Troy Lions. All right, I'll take them with you as well. Uh the Giants, they're down in Dallas to take on the board. Give me Dallas. You ain't got finished that. The Giants. <laughs> the Giants are right. bad. Giants are and they don't even have Danny Dimes. They got Yeah, uh, he's out for the year. Yeah, what they got this, this Italian guy. What's his name? Something De- uh DeVito. Danny yeah. DeVito? Yeah, they got him. <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you talking about here? <laughs> right. fucking, I'm fucking coach. Of, I'm fucking hey, Tony Danza is starting Giants. quarterback for them or something like that. <laughs> some some Italian guy. Gino Spagagacci or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Gino's Kakagachi. Not, not the Purple Rain reference. <laughs> right. Let's go, Mars Day. <laughs> yeah. Gino's Sakagachi or something like that. I think it started this week. Uh, the Commanders, they are in the state of Washington taking on the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, you know, Pete Carroll is upset. Oh, yeah. The Commanders are going down. Pete, Pete Carroll got embarrassed last week. Oh, they yeah. home with the twelfth man. They're gonna mm-hmm. give me the Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking the Sea Chickens as well. Uh, the Jets. They travel to Vegas to play the Raiders. Ooh, let's see. Antonio Pierce got these boys on a high. Second game at home. He can mm-hmm. go two and zero as a head coach. Give me Antonio mm-hmm. Pierce. I will take the Raiders. Yeah, I, I I went with the Jets last week because of the defense mostly, and I thought Wilson could do just enough. But Wilson's horrible, and He's their season's good. gone yeah. down the drain, and they're not going to make the playoffs because of the quarterback play. And so I'll, I'll take the Raiders as well. And the home team special, uh, the Browns are in town to play the Ravens, both teams. Are, I know the uh, Browns, they lost their starting left tackle. He's out for the next uh, several weeks. Uh, they still have uh, a top-rated top-five defense. Uh, Garrett is uh, a early defensive MVP of the year candidate. They always play the Ravens pretty close. Uh, if Ravens get this, they have sweep the season series. Um, and so who are you taking? Yeah, um, in the past, sweeping the season series, the Ravens would normally lose this game. Mm-hmm. This is in Baltimore. A mm-hmm. lot is at stake. Um, they got Deshaun on the other side who had a good game last mm-hmm. week, but he's not they, the Deshaun. Good game against the Cardinals. Come yeah, on. he's not the Deshaun Watson <laughs> that everybody thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, holding Miles Garrett is going to be a big deal, but I still have the Ravens winning this game. Rather um, handedly, too. I, I think right. the Ravens will 
I don't know if they're going to dominate, but I think it'll at least be a two-score victory. They won the uh, first game by several scores, mm-hmm. and they didn't have OBJ. They did not have um, – I don't think they had – They didn't they had have Stanley, Stanley either. They yeah. didn't have – I think Lindenbaum did not play in that game as well. Uh, they were missing several players. They Calvin Cal, Van Noy, that was his first game. Uh, they did not have Marlon Humphrey. Uh, they did not have Marcus Williams. They did not have several players playing that game. And so they were playing with a makeshift line. I think Morgan Moses went down. They had to bring mm-hmm. in uh, someone off the bench, uh, Falali. And so uh, they managed to win that game by several scores. Uh, but they were playing a quarterback um, who was just drafted, a rookie. Um, now they're going to get Deshaun. I don't know how much difference that makes, but yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. I, I don't, and, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's close. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be a total domination like they did last week, but right. they tend to play very well against the top uh, competition. And we got to also remember um, the thing that fueled the Browns over the past few years. Nick Chubb is not there. They got Kareem Hunt back there right. and uh, Jerome Ford, um, which. Which they haven't played, they're bad, but they're not. But... Yeah, they're not Nick Chubb. Um, and right. Nick Chubb has been the Raven killer, killer yeah. over the past few Raven years. Raven killer. I was at a so... game uh, at uh, at M and T when they played. I think um, Baker was the quarterback then, and uh, Ravens were coming back, and they gave a toss to Chubb, and he took it like seventy plus. All right, in the Monday night game, uh, the Bills, uh, they're at home against the Broncos. They need this yeah, game. Yeah, they have to have this game. If they lose to the Broncos, then somebody's losing their job. Um, but give me the Bills. All right, I'm taking the Bills at Orchard Park as well. Uh, let's go through our pick. And while I'm thinking about it, the Thursday game, let's go ahead and get that in as well. Uh, oh, this is another big game <laughs> for the Ravens huge Thursday game. game. Uh, you have the Bengals come into town. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do Sunday. They'll be playing the Ravens at home Thursday night. Thursday teams usually do uh, well on the Thursday night games. Uh, if the Ravens get the win on Sunday, this game pretty much will mean the division because if they're able to sweep the Browns and uh, the Bengals and they split with the Steelers, the division's there. And so, um, and that could mean home field advantage for the playoffs. So you take it. Yeah. Um, the one thing that we've always said uh, going into last year, which is if we have Lamar on the field, the Bengals cannot beat us. And we we keep showing it every time. I mean, with Snoop on the field, they barely lost the uh, wild card game. Last year, um, they came in second, third week of the season. Ravens beat them. Um, you know, I gotta take, I gotta take my Ravens, man. I gotta believe in this defense. I gotta take them. Um, they know how to play. They know how to play Jamar Chase. Um, after that, two years ago, when Jamar went off on us, like oh we weren't God. expecting him. his rookie season, we they've kind of contained him pretty much. Um, and then if you got T Higgins not playing this week, I don't know if that means he's not going to play Thursday night game. Um, he could be hurt and you just never know. I I think they're going to be depleted in their receiving core. They're going to have to depend on Tyler Boyd. And, um, I forgot the other guy's name. Can't even barely pronounce his name. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, give me the Ravens, man. Give me Ravens Thursday night. 
Yeah, I'm taking the home team. Uh, one of the home team fares better on the Thursday night games, and the Ravens they're going to be up for this. That's probably going to be a blackout game or a color. It is a blackout game. game. They, it's yeah, a blackout they've game. already yeah, yeah they've already so, announced it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's going to be the blackout game Thursday night for the division. We hate Cincinnati. Hate them. Be us. they hate us because they can't beat us. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. We're, it, it, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, and so. Taking the Ravens, then they get a mini buy. They come back, they will play the Chargers, and then they go on by. So actually, I think the season, uh, the schedule works for them. That they're getting two built-in buys. Uh, they'll be playing one game over the next two weeks, and that's so a, it's going to work. That's for them. a uh, hey man. We talk about him. We talk about his time management, his mm-hmm. clock management. But that's a John Harbaugh because they could have taken the buy after the they could have taken the, the London buy. game, and he was like, no. That's that's a nice way to do it. Get that Thursday mm-hmm. night. Get that slight buy. Go right. to church, go to uh. Sa- oh well, they're not San Diego anymore. Go to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. healthy. Get another mm-hmm. buy after that, and go through that stretch. I mean, right. that stretch is kind of brutal. If I if I yeah, uh, I mean, what Rams? Yeah, you got Rams, Niners. Rams. Got the Niners. You got Ram Niners. Uh, you got Steelers. You got Dolphins. That's a that's. That's other that's than managed. the Rams. That's a, other than the Rams. Yeah, I mean, tough, Niners. Yeah. We see. Hopefully, that they, they might be back. But Dolphins against good teams. They got yeah. the Dolphins here. They're not going to South Beach. It's yeah, in December. The last time they were here, they still got. I still got PTSD from that mm-hmm. twenty-eight to nothing halftime lead. And all right, <laughs> it's all right. Have faith in your team. <laughs> they play well against teams with winning, winning records, and so. This is a totally different Raven squad than what totally we've been used Raven to. So. And so let me run through the uh, picks again real quick. Uh, we uh, we take the Colts over the Patriots. We split on Texas Texans Bengals. You're taking the Texans. I'm taking the Bengals. We both take Saints over Vikings. We split on Packers Steelers. You're taking Packers. I'm taking Steelers. We both take the Bucks over the Titans. Split on uh, Niners Jags. You're taking the Niners. I'm taking the Jags. You're taking the Cardinals over the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. Uh, we both pick Lions over Chargers, Cowboys over Giants, Seahawks over Commanders, Raiders over Jets. We're both taking the home team, Ravens over the Browns. And then for the uh, uh, Monday night game, we're both taking the Bills over the Broncos. And for the following Thursday night game, we're both taking the Ravens over the Bengals. Yeah, good picks, man. good picks, good picks. Uh, just a quick shout out to uh, some Orioles of winning awards over the last week. Uh, shout out to uh, Orioles general manager, Mike Elias. He was voted as Major League Baseball's executive of the year on Tuesday after the team finished with the American League's best record for the first time since 1997. And then uh, Adley Rushman was awarded the 2023 Silver Slugger Award for AL Catchers. His uh, 256 total bases were the most among catchers this season and the second most by a primary catcher in Oriole history. And so shout out to the O's on the offseason awards. And so now we had a segment that everyone loves in America. Come on, yo. You got to come on, yo. You want me to go first? Or you... Yeah, you go first. You go first. Okay. Decide between the couple. Okay, my come on, yo, it's not really a come on, yo, but it's, it's a good come on, yo. Uh, this past week, we're celebrating the release of two seminal hip-hop albums that uh, really influenced the culture. Uh, one is Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest, and the second is Into the Woo 
uh, uh, 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan. And uh, both of these albums pretty much shaped the uh, the genre of hip-hop heading into the mainstream. You know, uh, we know that hip-hop is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year and uh, the impact that the music it had. And, you know, uh, for me as an 88 bro, you know, to me, 88 is always going to be the greatest year in hip-hop, you know, uh, it's the golden era of hip-hop. You know, uh, we're talking from 87, 88, but when we get to uh, 93, you know, the music is really going into the mainstream. You got uh, MTV, you got your MTV raps, uh, you got winning Grammys and all these particular things. And these two albums released on the same day pretty much ushered uh, the, the genre into fully into the mainstream. And so uh, thank you, Q-Tip and A Tribe Called Quest, Fife, Rest in Power, uh, Jerobi, Ali. And for Wu, it's, it's too many to name. So just Wu, Wu Gambinos, all affiliated. Uh, Wu Tang with that, you know, Inspector Deck, RZA, Jizza, uh, Ray, Meth, uh, all of them. <laughs> you got all of them. O ODB, the whole clan, you know. Wu Tang for the kids. Wu Tang is for the baby. You know what I'm saying? So Wu, 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 Wu. So. You know, I, I encourage you, go out and listen to those two albums. Go ahead and sit down, get into a little elect electronic relaxation. Uh, oh, my God. And, you know, it's a lot of bangers on both these albums. The Mystery of Chess Boxing, uh, Method Man. Uh, you know, you just got, uh, it was all so different. Than, you know, you just got so many bangers on both of these albums. And so shout out to the Wu, who is still uh, touring, by the way. Uh, they was out with Nas uh, a little earlier this year on tour. Tribe Call Quest, of course, with the uh, passing of uh, Fife, they're not touring like that anymore, but the music still lasts forever. So shout out to uh, Tribe and Wu. Diversify, bitches. <laughs> Diversify your polio, your, your portfolio. <laughs> hey, man, a um, couple things I wanted to talk about, um, and they both are Baltimore-related. One is on the... Uh, not so good side, and the other is on the which should be good side. Um, let me first start that they um actually found Marilyn Mosby guilty, former uh, state's attorney Marilyn Mosby guilty of two counts of perjury, and um she's facing five to ten years. Um, you know, I just want to say real quick, um, and I'm a Mosby supporter, but come on, yo, there's something going on with these. Uh, Baltimore politicians from Sheila Dixon, who's probably going to get elected again, um, to uh, what was the Catherine Pugh to now Marilyn Mosby. There's something going on, and it's it's not a good look for Baltimore. It's not a good look for Black women leaders in Baltimore. So we got great leaders such as Shalonda Stokes. Um, it's just, come on, yo. We, we got to get better, Baltimore. We got to get better um, with these politicians. And I'm not talking to the Baltimore citizens because we are electing you to do a job and we're trusting you. I'm talking to the politicians. Um, you've got to do better. You got to stop taking advantage of people. Now, what, what uh, Mosby is uh, convicted of doing isn't necessarily a crime against the people the same as Catherine Pugh 
but it's still a crime nonetheless. Um, and you've got to do better. Just the whole look is not good. And if you have to serve jail time, that's even worse. So come on, yo, come on, politicians. Um, and I'm just leave it at that. So the next thing is Baltimore got a, we got to look at what the new Inner Harbor um, is potentially going to look like. I think it's a five or $600 million renovation. Um, they're going to put uh, more businesses down there, but they're putting some apartments down there um, to overlook the city, to overlook the Inner Harbor. So it's a lot different from what we've had, um, Donald Schaefer's uh, idea of the Baltimore Inner Harbor. So, you know, it's a whole new look. And if you've been down to the Inner Harbor, you know, most, if not all of the shops that they're closed, the gallery is closed. So the Inner Harbor that we had back in the 80s and 90s is gone and it's not coming back. Baltimore, we look at that and, you know, we're all, I don't want that. I, I, what is that? It looks terrible. And then, first of all, it's just an idea. It's plans, but there's something's going to happen. We need to embrace our city because we have enough people trashing our city for crime. I just talked about the politicians. Um, the national media does not encourage Baltimore. And if you know anything about Baltimore, we probably have the best food up and down the East Coast. Um, our food is so diverse and it's so good. Anyone that comes to Baltimore, no matter where they come from, they will always tell you, you get great food in Baltimore. The people in Charm City are actually charming. Of course, you have your pockets here and mm -hmm. there, um, but people in Baltimore are actually very nice. The only time you will hear that people in Baltimore aren't nice is if you go to a Ravens game and if you and you're an opposing fan. We right. Because y'all come in here starting stuff. <laughs> Leave us alone. A great reputation there. But Pittsburgh um, Steelers fans. Exactly. But come on, come on, yo. Start embracing your city. Start loving your city. Start encouraging your city. When you see things that people are trying to do to help the city, instead of bashing it, open up to it and say, you know what? Let's see what it does. We have a whole Harbor East down there that a lot of people were like, well, we don't need that. We have the inner Harbor. Harbor East is thriving now. It is, if, and if you don't know, Thank if you, you haven't been down there, it, yeah, it has been gentrified. <laughs> but it is connecting yeah. Fells Point to uh, mm -hmm. that part of what was the inner Harbor. So it's yeah. now Harbor East now. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of things going on. We have the Christmas season coming up. You will have Christmas Village at the original inner Harbor. Um, Harbor East always does uh, like Christmas walk, um, different things like that. So Start loving your city and taking advantage of it and stop bashing it. Let's embrace this new look because like it or not, Baltimore is changing um, and it's changing for the better or at least trying to change for the better. So come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. If you Baltimore, start loving your city. Yo. Start come loving on. it like me and Garland love come it because we, yeah. we talk about yeah. it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Leave our rat hole. In the, uh, if you're going to love, you're going to live in this rat hole, love it. Love it. It's our Love it. it's our little rat hole. Leave it alone. <laughs> I will say this about our girl Mosby. Um, it's just unfortunate. I mean, I really we were talking about this in the barbershop one day. I was like, who was her OG? Because she really needed some sage guidance on what she was doing. I mean, yes, it was her money, but you probably could have as an attorney, you knew you were taking advantage of the ambiguity of the regulations and you could have waited 
you know, you could have waited until, you know, you were out of office, go ahead and you felt that if that was your calling, then your calling is not going to leave. You could have waited a little bit more. And because, you know, they had eyes on you, especially because you were vocally, the things that you were doing, you had to know that the government definitely had eyes. And it just, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I hope that she, you know, that she's going through a divorce. She has two young daughters. I hope that she does not have to spend any significant time away. I mean, because also the government has a thing for black leaders and they definitely love to put black leaders in federal prison. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. And so um, I hope that uh, the sentence is lenient and um, this definitely impacts her career because as a someone with a conviction that she had to forfeit her law license uh, to practice law, all those things. And so the future uh, implications are very heavy uh, for this for her. And so um, wish her the best on that. Love to see what's going to happen with the Inner Harbor as well. David Bramble, who is a city graduate. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's city forever. And so it's funny. I was out to dinner last uh, this week with my wife and I was talking about, yeah, because I said, yeah, because the Poly City, she said, excuse me. She said, it don't even sound right when you say it out of your mouth, Poly City. She said, say that again. Does it sound right to you? I was like, I'm sorry. City Poly. She said, see, it rolls right off your tongue. You up here saying Poly City. It don't even sound right. So I, I had to apologize. <laughs> my, uh, by city graduates. My uh, so it was probably about two weeks ago. We were in the car, and uh, I was like, we rolled by Pimlico, and Katina said, "Um, ain't that where y'all had Poly City?" I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> She said, ain't that what y'all had? She said something else. I said, uh -huh. excuse me. Then she, I was like, no, 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 no. What was the first thing you said? She said, um, ain't that what y'all had? I was like, excuse me. I said, it is city poly. I said, man, and I know you're not from here and I understand, right. but if you're ever around any of my friends, they're going to look at me like dude looked at uh, Eddie Kang and right. said, bro, you, got your, you got your woman in check? <laughs> Calvin, you ain't got like, your woman in check. Get it right. <laughs> You're talking about some poly city. Yeah, poly she, city. she corrected me quickly. Like <laughs> where she put the calamari in her mouth. She was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that don't even sound right. Like, I'm sorry. But you Shout know what? Out to Paula. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got one more quick. Come on, yo. I know this is unprecedented. Mr. Chime Time. This man. Come on, yo. I just thought about this. Mr. Chime Time, if you are on TikTok or YouTube, one of the social medias, there's this man named Mr. Chime Time. He goes around and he does food reviews from his car of different things, you know, because I know we had this whole Keith Lee thing down in Atlanta, the people all upset and all this stuff. Keith Lee, and I actually went to his page. He's a nice guy. Loved his review. Yeah. Like all right. Keith Lee. So Mr. Chime Time, He's called more like your ghetto Keith Lee. <laughs> and so Mr. Chime Time does the same thing. And so he was in the DMV, which Baltimore is not a part of. Thank but he you. happened to be in the area. And he decided to go to a couple of Baltimore places. He went to Sugar Mamas. He went to a couple other places. He really liked Sugar Mamas, although he was fussing at the beginning of the review. 
That's a great he, review if you haven't yeah, seen it. That's it it a great was a great one. review at the end because it, it started off kind of like, oh my God, he about to shake trash shake a mama. Yeah, it started <laughs> off very shaky. He went to my place. Me and Calvin always have this argument about crab cakes. He went to Box Hill Pizzeria out here in my county where I live. I live outside of Baltimore. And he reviewed the crab cakes. And he trashed my crab cake. He, well, he trashed it just on the seasoning. He, he, he trashed it on trash the seasoning. He like, it's lump. I mean, it's big. It, it, but it ain't got no flavor. It ain't. I'm like, and I had to explain to my wife last night, because I'm still mad about this, Mr. Chime Chime, that a lot of times with your fast food, it it's not seasoned on purpose. That's why you have salt and pepper on the table because it, it allows people to season it to their taste. But, you know, um, I went to Box Hill last night to have a crab, just, in, you know, because it just really pissed me off. And uh, the crab cake was great. So I'm sorry, Mr. Chime Time. Come on, yo. I don't care what you say. Box Hill's still a top five crab cake in there. Goodbye. Let me go ahead and add another come on, yo. And my come on, yo, it's to Garland. Come on, yo. He was absolutely right. And I have been telling Garland this. Uh, he was absolutely. All Calvin Box, was looking for is justification. Box on, Hill uh, <laughs> is average at best. It's not the worst crab cake. I will say that. It does have a little oh, flavor, God. but does it have a lot of flavor? Absolutely no, not. No, it does and not. It, and it, don't give me that it's not supposed to. It is supposed to because it's crab. Because you're supposed to season it with some Old Bay or sometimes they use some mm-hmm. of the other seasoning, whatever. But no, Box Hill is average. Now, the only thing I will say that he did that, you know, I gave him a side eye for. Number one is he said if you're in the Baltimore area. No, Box Hill is not in the Baltimore area. I don't care what Garland says. I don't care what anybody says. It is Harford County. It is not yeah, the Baltimore Yeah, he wasn't area. in Baltimore. Yeah, he wasn't in not yeah. the Baltimore area. And the only other thing I will say, and it seems like everyone from out of town does this. We don't eat crab cakes sandwiches. We do right. not put crab cakes in between pieces of bread. We eat the crab cake itself. So right. if you're judging off the crab cake sandwich, uh, gotta give it, gotta give it a little curve on that. Yeah, just the big, crab cake itself. Although all you talked about was the crab cake and not the sandwich. But right. and Box Hill does have pretty large crab cakes. I will the size of the crab Thank cakes. You, you know, there's a couple things that they do do well, but the crab cake is not the best. And I'm glad someone else has finally told Garland that it's not the best crab cake in the world. So come on, Garland, come on, y'all, stop, Mister Chime Time, you did it right. Uh, definitely see his review of Sugar Mamas, but you got to see his review of the Empanada Lady also because that, yeah, that is hilarious. He took a crap on the Empanada Lady. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He actually reviewed Poppy's um, the other day, earlier Poppy this week. Queen? Yeah, Poppy he Okay. Yeah, he reviewed Poppy, so you got to see that one also. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, yeah man, good, good review on Box Hill. Come on, Horrible. garlic. Come on, Horrible. yo. You see it. It was Horrible. average, mid. He no, didn't say it was bad. It was just average. But he did give the, uh, I think he gave the crab fries. Um, a high yeah, he you, loved you the know. crab fries. Yeah. yeah. You know, I might I might try the crab fries, but, you know, I might. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, need to try that pizza. I don't think I've ever tried the pizza. That's they crazy. Are it's a pizza real pizzeria. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a pizzeria, and I've never had pizza there. <laughs> 
pizza. And actually, when you go in, that's what they that's what you see. You see pizza everywhere. Like, but everyone gets the seafood. Pizzeria, but yeah, I've never I've never had pizza. Hey man, another great show that we have for you today. Um, just right. remember to this is live on YouTube, and if you didn't see it live, you can watch it on Spotify. If you have that, if you listen to us there, otherwise you would just be listening on all the other podcast platforms which do not have the video of me being the number one pigskin pick'em picker right now. Um, and Garland being somewhere down the bottom. How many are you down by Garland? Like nine? He's only 10? down by one. Uh, same thing. Like you, like you told me before. You, you can win. You win by one. Win by twenty five. It's the same thing. So you're the same thing. Um, make sure uh, you get get come join us around December, beginning of December, because we will start doing our breakdown of the mm -hmm. uh, Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan is coming right. back for season two or three, I think. Uh, yeah, December uh, three. the first. The December first. So we'll be uh, talking about that again. So make sure you join us around then. But other than that, anything else you want to say to the people, Garland? It's a chunk of time. All right, <laughs> nah, people. <laughs> have a great day. Everybody have a good weekend. Shout out to the veterans. Um, happy Veterans Day yes, happy weekend, veterans day. actually. Uh, you veterans Day was just today. You have been listening today. to Fanboys. All happy things Garland and Cal. Chime time. Thank you for listening. <laughs> And make sure to rate the review. Call it All of your podcasts. It's time, time. Whatever. Jerry Seafood and Bowie. So, anyway. All right, Garland, later. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>